be prepared because the Lord will answer you some questions today. What did I say? You, you have some questions in your heart, and the Lord will answer you this question today. Amen? We are in this series, Faith is the Key. And uh, today's word is one unshakable faith. One unshakable faith. Three weeks ago, I started this series. And uh, today, I'm going to share a message that no preacher likes to preach or to talk about. Or no preacher that has faith wants to talk. Why? Because always we see, like, if I have faith, I can overcome all circumstances. Through faith, I can go through all the circumstances and win all this battle. And, and unfortunately, many preachers on TV and also on Facebook or YouTube, on the media, they are teaching that you always... You always have to win. And if you don't win, it's because you are in sin, you are sinning, or maybe because you don't have enough faith. But this is not true, and this is not biblical. And this is what I want to share today. That even if you have great faith, you will still suffer. Amen? Could you say that to the person next to you? Even if you have greater faith, great faith, you will still suffer. And today, please, next week I'm going to give you one word that is, you're going to feel happier. <laughs> you're going to feel next week. Why? Because faith has two sides. Faith has two sides. I, be, I am a man of faith. I believe in miracles. I believe in the power of God. And you need to have maturity, spiritual maturity to receive and to understand what I'm going to teach you. Why? Because you can have faith that you can overcome all the circumstances. You can receive a miracle. But also, you can have faith just to face the problem that you are in right now. And I want to start reading, of course, the Bible, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. The same chapter that talks about the power of faith. The same chapter that talks about those who had faith and did great, great miracles. And I want to read from verse 25. Women, if you can, please follow me on the screen. Women received their dead raised to life again. Yeah, this is great. Others were what? Tortured. Tor tortured. Not accepting deliverance. And they might obtain a better resurrection. Hmm. 36, still others had trial of mocking and 
scourging. Yes, and of chains and imprisonment. <laughs> they were stoned. And they were saw in two. Were tempted. Were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Ooh. And they're speaking about people of faith. People of faith. The Bible didn't say they didn't have faith. No. 38. Or afflicted and tormented of whom? The world was not worthy. They had such faith. The world was not worthy of them. That people who are suffering. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens, in caves of death. 39. And all this having Obtained good testimony through faith. Did not receive the promise. And today I want to, to share about trials, struggles, and tribulation. And today we need to learn. Even we are a Pentecostal church. We are people who believe in miracles. Can you say amen? amen. I really believe in miracles. But also, we need, I want to teach you, because you, we need to learn to deal with certain disappointments we, that we experience in life. Many people lose their faith when they go through trials. Yes. We love to celebrate the good things that God does, isn't it? We love. We ask, wow, it's so good like what the Lord is doing here. But many churches, many pastors don't talk about the times when things don't work in our, in our eyes. Okay? Don't work in our eyes. Because we have different thoughts. Your thoughts, not God's thoughts. And our and all we can do about is to learn how to deal with it. I have seen people being healed in this church. I have prayed for people with many different kinds of sickness, and they got healed instantly. I just placed my hands, I, I prayed for them, and they got healed and I firmly believe in miracles. I always pray for it. Always. But as you know, 2019, we lost a missionary who died of cancer here in this church. And also, as you all know, this week we had the loss of our sister Susan. A warrior and a woman of faith. How can we process such loss? How can you process? How can you make sense of it? How do you explain 
where there is no way to explain. I learned something when I was born, when I born again 39 years ago. I learned that when we don't understand something, we trust God in spite of it. Okay? When you don't understand what you have to do, have to trust God in spite of it. We don't try to make of it because we can't make sense of everything. And now, I'm going to talk about some points here. Are you following me? Don't get distracted, okay? I'm going to talk now about some points here in this book that you have read, but many times, sometimes you are questioning. Or, or, or maybe you never question. But you, you can. Why did Adam and Eve sin and God allowed it? Why? God created them. They sinned. And God didn't do anything. God allowed. Why did the first couple, Adam and Eve, again, have a murder among their children? The first family that God created, one brother assassinated another brother. And this is in your Bible that you are reading every week or should, or should read every day at least. Why did Moses, didn't Moses enter into the promised land? <laughs> that man who was face to face to God, and then he didn't enter in the promised land. We see in the Bible, I, I am just showing why we cannot say that we, our faith didn't work. Don't say that your faith didn't work when things didn't happen the way that you expected. Or maybe I expected. Okay? Are you with me? Because we cannot say that our faith didn't work. Yes, it worked. We see in the Bible, in the same Bible, Jesus raising Lazarus from death after four days. Right? Is it, is it good? Is it marvelous? Wow. Can you imagine? Jesus came to Lazarus and says, Lazarus, come out. And the one who was dead, come. But did you, did you know that also a man of God called John the Baptist being beheaded? By a evil woman. John the Baptist, a man of God, full of faith. And don't say me that John the Baptist didn't have faith. The Bible says, from all of, all of you, there is no one greater than John the Baptist. This is what the Bible says. Don't say he didn't have faith. And what the point is, Jesus raised. His friend from the death, but his cousin is beheaded. Have you thought about that? Jesus raised from death a friend. And his cousin, his relative, 
<laughs> Maybe, why? And he was beheaded. How can you make sense of it? We see also Apostle Peter being set free from prison by one angel. Did, did, do you remember? Peter was put in prison. And then one angel came, opened the prison and said, Peter, let's go. Time to go. Hmm. But also the same Bible that tells one great miracle of Peter. Then the same Bible talks about Apostle James. John's brother being killed by King Herod. Wow. One apostle, one, one angel came, set him free. Another apostle passed away. There are many things that cannot make sense of in this world. Why? Bones will break. You will suffer. Your children, you get hurt. Things are not going to go well in your life. Car accidents will happen. Bad things will happen. And we have to be honest. Life is sometimes very hard. There are seasons that we walk through the valley of shadow of death. Psalm 33, verse 4. The Bible says that. There are seasons that we are going to go through this valley. The Bible says. There are seasons we all go through tribulations. But what Jesus said in John 16, 33. Let's read all together. John 16, 33. In the world, you're going to have... Tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Wow. In the world, Jesus said, in the world you're going to have just a good life. Is it what is written? In the world you're going to have a tribulation. In the world you're going to suffer. In this world, thing, bad things will happen. But Jesus said... I have overcome the world. He said, you are going to have tribulation. But what you have to do? Be of good cheer. Wow. Even you go to hard circumstances. The Bible says, you have to have one unshakable faith. Doesn't matter the problem that you are going through. You are going to say, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. Can you say to him, I trust you, Lord? Today I'm not here as a pastor to give you explanations about why certain things happen. No. What I want to teach you that you can go through difficult time and still to have one unshakable faith. Amen? This is the point. You can go through Difficult times, and you can have a strong faith. When you, ha when you have to face illness, 
to deal with family problems. Don't say that you are not going to have family problems. When, when you leave the abandonment of your partner, yeah, to deal with your parents passing away, to go through an accident, or one day wake up to losing your job or losing your best friend. Where is God in all of this? Where is God? This is the question. First, I, want to, I needed to say to you that your pastor is a human being, okay? And I don't have all the answers. Don't ask me, why, pastor? I don't have all the answers. I have a question, just everybody. And I don't try to make sense of it. So, why, God, do you have to give me some explanation to Marcio? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> also, just because you are here in the church, just because you have the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that you will avoid all hard times. Okay? Because you have the Holy Spirit, okay, no. I'm going to avoid all these hard circumstances. No. And today you are receiving a great teaching from the word of God. Because we need to learn to not only celebrate our victories. Pay attention. Because it's some, we know very well how to celebrate our victories. Amen? Sometimes we are, wow! What God did! Hallelujah! I, I got a miracle. God performed the miracle in my life. I got a paper. God did something. And sometimes we are celebrating victories. Of course we have to celebrate. But to walk through certain circumstances without our faith being destroyed. We need to learn. To walk through this circumstance without destroying our faith. Because we needed to have one unshakable faith. And this is today's word. You have to have one unshakable faith. It doesn't matter what happens. Please help me to preach and say to the person next to you, you have to have one unshakable faith. And you need to develop one unshakable faith. Amen? One unshakable faith doesn't come by itself. We need to develop. We will never understand God's ways with our limited understanding. What did I say? You will never understand God's ways if your limited understanding. Why? Because God is different, my, my blood brother. He is God, and you are human. He is God, and you are only a mere human. He is infinite, and you are finite. You're going to have end. He is unpresent. He is everywhere. But you are stuck in the present time. You can only be here and not God. His thoughts are higher than yours. 
His ways, God's ways, are higher than yours. He is God, and you and me and I are not. Do you agree? <laughs> if you are not God, how can you understand all the circumstances? The Bible says, Hebrews eleven six. Let's read all together. It is impossible. It is impossible to please God without faith. You cannot understand God with your rational mind, with your intellect, with your mind. You can't. Why? Because God is saying to you, I am in a different place. I am in a such different dimension. You I, God is saying, I have no beginning and I have no end. I live in eternity. I am eternal. I was never made. I was never created. You cannot deal with me if your intellect but with your trust. Did you get? You cannot deal. Stop dealing with God with your intellect. You have a rational human mind. You never will understand this great God. Because you don't know the God's plan and God's mind. And sometimes... Oh, God, something went wrong. No. And you need to deal with God with trust. Okay? So tell to the person next to you, you need to deal with God with trust. Because how do you live your life and make sense of things? How do you live your life and make sense of things? How do you go through some things and do not fit your, your understanding? The answer is in Hebrew 11, verse 3. Let's read all together. Hebrew 11, verse 3. By faith, by faith we understand. Again. We understand. By faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. And that the things which are seen were made of things which are visible. Wow. Our understanding, our starting point, point as Christians is not based on our understanding, but in our trust. Are you with me? Okay, I'm going to repeat again. Our start point as a Christian is not based on our understanding, but in our trust. On trust. You cannot deal with God based on your own understanding. This is the point. And sometimes you are saying, God, why? God, why? God, why? God said, my ways are higher than yours. My thoughts are higher than yours. If we don't start from the point of faith, our understanding will become our God. How you are going to understand? 
Are you with me? How are you going to understand? By faith. Say with me, by faith we understand. By faith we understand. Not with your rational mind. If you're, if you're a rational mind, then you are going to get in trouble, in darkness. And we need to start with this point. By faith we understand. Just by faith. That means the start point for understanding is it's not understanding. <laughs> Did you get? The starting point to understand is not understanding. It is trusting in God. Let's read Proverbs 3, 5. Proverbs 3, 5. Let's read all together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own. Your own understanding. You have to trust. And not go, okay, but my understanding is saying that's not right, God. My understanding my understand saying that you didn't do what you should. <laughs> my understanding is saying, God, that my will should be done. Even the Son of God, please, when he was at the cross, he prayed something. He was about to go to the cross, and he prayed a prayer. God. What he, was his prayer? Father, please, put this cup away from me. But, not my will be done, but your will. Even Jesus, he prayed a prayer, said, God, please, if it's possible, pass this cup. I don't want to go to this circumstance. But was his prayer heard? God's will. God is saying to you, trust me in the valley. Trust me in the furnace. Trust me in your healing. Trust me in your sickness. Trust me in your prosperity. Trust me in your poverty. Trust me when your kids are healthy, and trust me when your kids are sick. I'm not saying that your kids should be sick. Pray for them. But you have always trust the Lord. Did you know that I am a, I am a pastor, and years ago, I got unemployed for many months. Also, I went through very hard circumstances in my life. Until the point, after some months with no salary, no money, we, I had no food at home. Can you imagine that? And then you're going to say, maybe because you sinned, Pastor. You are living a sinful life. No. I was faithful to the Lord. But the point is, are you trusting the Lord in all the circumstances? Paul the Apostle said, I learned how to be content. Are you with me? Don't talk now, please. If you are talking, you are going to disturb others. 
Paul the Apostle said, I learned how to be content in all and every circumstance. In all and every circumstance. When I have plenty or when I, ha I don't have. When I am healthy and I am not healthy. When I, I have things, when I don't have things. In all these circumstances, I learned how to be content and happy. <laughs> and this is the point. We, we should always have this faith and say, God, even I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil because I know you are with me. And this should be our faith, not questioning God. Who are you to question God? We cannot understand. And the Lord said, trust me. Trust in me. Okay? Trust in me. Why do people of faith pass away? Months ago, a woman of faith called David Titus passed away from cancer. Man of God. Man of God, David Wilkerson. I'm not compared to him. He passed away, do you know how? One accident or car accident. Why do people of faith pass away? Why do you suffer? Why did my, my father pass away at such young age? I lost my daddy. In a such young age. Why these things happen? There is no answer as to why. Your understanding has to go back to the point of trust. Can you say amen? amen. How do you understand? How do you understand? By faith you understand. Your understanding should go back to the point of trust. By faith you understand. If you try to understand by... Pay attention. If you try to understand by your understanding... You will go to a dark place. If you try, you go to a dark place. You will get disappointed. You get discouraged. And it will take you to unbelief. And this is you lead you to abandon your faith. If you don't have faith, you are as good as blind. The only way to start seeing is to have faith. Can you say amen? Otherwise, you become bitter. If you don't understand it this way, you're going to become bitter against God. And it you, you leave you in darkness because when you lose your faith, you lose sight. When you lose faith, your mind is not in the light but in the darkness. Proverbs 3.5 says, let's read all together again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. If you do not trust in the Lord, you are trusting in your understanding. Okay? If you don't trust in the Lord, you are trusting where? You are in your understanding. And you need to allow your understanding to be enlightened by the scripture. Why 
have we suffered in this world? Why have we suffered? And I am finishing. First, because sin brought suffering. Okay? Why? Sin brought suffering, not God. Sin. Second, God used suffering to bring? How many of you came to the Lord in period of pain? I came to the Lord when I was suffering. I came to the Lord when my life was going to destruction. In drugs. Alcohol. <laughs> and then I said, Lord, I need you. If I, I, need, I need to be saved. Because my life is destroyed. Third. In the end, God will wend all suffering. The Bible says one day, all death, all pain, all rejection, all abuse, he will take away all the darkness by him removing the light. It will always be bright. One day he's going to clean all your tears. This is the word of God that says in Revelation. The sun will never go down and will never rise again because he will be the source of light. Yeah. And one day we will be in front of a hand. We're going to see him face to face. Yeah. How many of you remember about Stephen? That one who was stunned. Do you remember about him? Was he a, a man of faith? <laughs> Don't say to me that he was not a man of faith. Don't say to me that he had no faith. And then he was caught by the religious. And what happened with him? They stoned him. Can you imagine? How many of you received the one stone in your body? I know some of you, like maybe your brother threw... <laughs> That, that happened with me. My brother, one day, he threw one, one stone. And just one. It was very hard. Can you imagine? You are alive and receiving stones in your body. Can you imagine? And that man of God called Stephen. He was stoned to death. And Jesus did it. Don't say to me that he didn't faith. He was a man of faith. And when he was receiving that stone, the Bible says, Jesus. He looked and he saw Jesus Christ. And Jesus was standing. And saying, Stephen, I am waiting for you. Come. I have more more, more better things for you. You are suffering by my name. You are suffering because of me. And then Jesus stood up. And then the Bible says, he started smiling and receiving stone and saying, wow, my redemption is coming. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see my Savior. Sometimes you are going to have faith. And your faith will bring healing to you. And you are going to be healed. But sometimes the Lord will give you faith. 
for you to be a strong man and not to deny his name. Even if you are, have been stoned. I, I have received people in this church. I served the people. I helped the people. And many people that I served here in this church. I shared my food, my house, my things. And they went away speaking bad things against me. But for me, I have a faith. They said, Lord, I did for you. Everything I do for people, I, am, I did for you. And... I am here preaching to you, not saying that all your troubles are going to be solved. I'm not here to say that all, all the good things are going to happen to you. But what I'm going to say to you, please, you have to have one unshakable faith. If some of them had faith to be healed. I'm not saying that you are not going to be healed, okay? You have to pray, to pray until you will be healed. But some of people, they will have faith not to be healed. Faith to die. Stephen had faith to die. And he died, and the, and the Lord received him. John the Baptist, greater than all of us. And he had faith to be beheaded. James, one of the apostles, he was cut, he was cut in two. Can you imagine? One of John the Baptist was beheaded. Man of faith. And the Bible says no one greater than him. Another apostle was cut in half. Don't say he didn't have faith. The, if you have just hope in this earth. If your hope is just in this earth. You are going to be the worst person in the world. My hope is not here. My hope is not in the blessings. You cannot have hope only in this earth. Your hope should be in the Lord and on the eternity. Can you say amen? Also, God use, God use suffering to refine and to purify us. What did they say? God uses suffering to refine and to purify us. When you are happy, when you are in a party, when you are just rejoicing, many times you don't remember of the Lord. But when you are suffering, when you are in pain, when you have a strong headache, when you, are, you have some pain, what is your words? In, in whom you are always thinking? When you are at the party, in the hotel, eating and drinking. I don't think there you're going to say, oh Lord, wow. You're going to just rejoice. Let's eat and drink because tomorrow you're going to die. But when you are suffering, you're going to go, oh Lord, please, 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 please. I, oh, 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 what a pain. Oh, this is strong. Lord, help me. Please help me. You're going to think the Lord a lot. <laughs> have you seen when the people has, have one crash accident? What are their first words? Oh, God, help me. When you are in trouble, what are, what are your first words? Oh, God. Then God used suffering to bring you to him. To refine us. To purify us. 
But uh, there is a, well, some points. The Bible revealed, the Bible revealed to us from the beginning that God, pay attention what I'm going to say to you. God never created death. What did I say? God never created death, never created suffering. He never created sickness. He never created mental illnesses. He never created accidents. Not what I'm preaching. Don't, don't change my words. God did not create accidents. He never created disappointment. He created the world perfect. But sin entering. And, and through sin came death. Did you get? How do I know that God loves me? How do I know that God loves me? Because he did not let sin run its final course. Wow. <laughs> For God so loved the world that God loves for you, it's not whether he answers your prayer or not. This is so important. You cannot say that the Lord loves you because he answers your prayer. Because he loves you whether he answers your prayer or not. Because some people say, some people say, if God loves me, why would he allow this to happen? Why? If God loves me, why is my child will? If God really loves me, why he allowed me to go through so much pain? If God loved me, why he didn't, he didn't stop the abuser? If God loves me. If he really loves me, why? Did my parents get divorced? The proof of God's love is not based on your blessings. What did I say? The proof of God's love is not based on your blessings. Because when you are blessed, you're going to say, oh, God loves me. When you are not blessed, you're going to say, oh, God doesn't love me. <laughs> The proof of God's love is that he gave his only begotten son to die for you under the cross. Amen? And the greatest proof of God for you is that he died for you. He died for you. He died for your eternal salvation. Amen. He died for you to be forgiven. He died for you to be justified. He died for you to be redeemed. He died for you not to go to hell. Yes. He died for you to be saved. He died for you to be with his family. <laughs> Hallelujah. He died. This is why you are here. And I am here to say... God loves you. Whatever he answers your prayer or not. Because you are blessed or not. Because you have a plenty 
or not. Because you have a good job or not. Because you have a paper and documents or not. Because you have a passport or not. This is not the proof of God's love. God loves you. But he wants you to trust him. Let's stand up. Please. Please listen to me. Please, don't be connected here. I need to finish. When you go, when you go through the valley of death, he does not stop loving you. Amen? No? When you are faced with the death of the loved one, he does not stop loving you. Please, when you go through hardship, he didn't stop loving you. He still loves you. Because the cross remains. He loves you. Don't measure how much he loves you by your blessings. Because even if you have great faith, we're going to go, go, go through hard circumstances. As all the apostles, as Jesus, all the disciples, Jesus said, in the world, you are going to have a tribulation. Yeah. But what is the point? Lord, doesn't matter. The circumstances that I'm going, I'm not going to leave you. I need you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to have one unshakable faith. I'm going to have a faith even if I die. No problem. Paul the Apostle said, For me to live is Christ. If I die, <laughs> Paul the Apostle said, It's better for me to die than for me to live. But no one wants to die. Interesting. No one wants to be with the Lord. Sometimes we are, we are singing one thing and say, I want to see you, Jesus. I want to see you. I want to see you, Jesus. Okay, come with me. No, 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 I don't want. Yeah. You say, oh, I want to see Jesus. I want to be with you, Jesus. Okay, come. No, no, I don't want. I changed my mind. Please, I want to finish reading this last verse. In fact, 2 Timothy 3, 12. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. In fact, this is a fact. If you want to live a godly life, would you like to have a godly life? You will be persecuted. <laughs> this is a promise of God. And no one wants this promise. I want you to close your eyes, please. 
right now. Jesus invited us to take the cross. This is the calling of the Lord. He died for you. And he invited you, my son, my daughter. I invited you to take your cross. And to take the cross, sometimes it's going to, you're going to go to hard circumstances. The symbol of Christianity is not sand beach. It's the cross. And if you are here today, it's because of the blood of the apostles. If you are here today, it's because of the blood of missionaries. If you are here today, it's because of the blood of pastors. That they gave their lives preaching the gospel. They died. They passed away preaching the gospel. This is why you are here today. Because of someone who suffered for you. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters. I pray for all those who are mourning and suffering, Lord, these days, going through hard circumstances. But, Lord, we declare, we trust you. We are not going to lean in our own understanding, but we are going to trust you. <laughs> you are our God. Lord, you are our God. We trust you. And by faith we understand. Not by what we see. It's by faith I understand. And Lord, I pray. Raise here, Lord, a strong church. Men and women of faith. That even through troubles, circumstances, hardship, Lord. Through loss. Father, they are going to be strong in their faith. They are going to have, Lord, a one unshakable faith, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. I bless all my brothers and sisters, especially those who are suffering. Bless them. Anoint their life. Speak into their hearts. Lord, I pray, Lord, for this fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, strengthen us. Doesn't matter what are going to happen. We want to be found faithful. At the end of our life, we want to be like this good and faithful servant, Lord. This is my prayer. And I bless all my brothers and sisters. And I declare, Lord, that their faith are going to grow. And they are going to experience many miracles. They are going to experience, Lord, the move of Lord in their life. But above all the things... They are going to be faithful to you in all the circumstances. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I bless all of them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen.